Hey, how you doing? Just a heads up. This is chapter two from my audiobook, Conversational Relationship Marketing. So make sure that you've um, come through this book in the order that it's laid out. This is not a normal episode of the Client Catching Podcast. So um, yeah, if you've stumbled across this by some uh, some minor miracle and you haven't listened to the first two, I do advise you go back and listen to those. Otherwise, it won't always make sense, but you can listen to some of these out of order. Otherwise, if uh, you want to go back and listen to some of the other episodes, please feel free to do that. Golden rule number two. You don't have a business unless you can identify a specific client that wants a tangible result and is willing to pay for it. Now, here's the truth about this golden rule. It's not sexy. There's no big easy button to press. Now, despite that, this is one of the most important things that you can do. See, at its most basic, it starts with two things. One, who you serve, and two, what you do. In other words, you need to be able to clearly articulate your ideal client, the problem you solve, your solution, and your offer. So let's take a look at why this is so important. Get specific with the power of one. See, specialists in every walk of life get paid more money than generalists. That's pretty much a fact. So I want you to model what works even if it scares you, because I'm here to push you to get super focused, because in order to get to your desired result, you need to focus on one thing at a time, one ideal client, one problem, one mechanism or solution, one offer, one message, one channel, one campaign. I trust you get the picture, because when you try to help everyone, you help no one. Honestly, in over 17 years of doing this, I find this is often at the root of nine out of 10 marketing challenges. It's foundational and it's critical to get right as everything else you do builds from this. So without sounding too much like a broken record, you must get clear on who your perfect client is that you want to help the most. Okay, lecture over. Because on the flip side, when you get absolute crystal clear on what you do, and you have crystal clarity on who you can help the most with that one problem and your solution, then finding and starting conversations with these people, it becomes infinitely easier to do. Really, a kind of mass magic happens when you do this. See, when defining your ideal client, it's not enough to simply say men or women or businesses or entrepreneurs and all that kind of stuff. You really need to drill down to who that person is. Think about it like this. If you met them at a networking event, who would they be? What's their name? Are they a man or a woman? What, what's their age? Are they married? Do they have kids? What's their job title? What industry are they in? What keeps them awake at night? You know, the problem that you fix, all that kind of stuff. What I need you to do here is to start thinking like the fish. You need to get into the mind of your ideal client. Because when you get crystal clear on exactly who you serve, what you offer them and how you can help them, then you can start talking their language, thinking about the fish, not the fisherman, and everything starts to connect better. That's because when you gain absolute clarity about who your ideal client is and their major frustrations, wants, fears, and aspirations, you'll be able to craft and deliver powerful marketing that moves them to take action. You want your ideal client to see your marketing and feel like you understand them so well that you're articulating their thoughts, feelings, and experiences better than they could themselves. Now, again, there are workbooks at the end of this golden rule that will help you through this process. 
And I suggest that uh, you go and get them with the written version if you don't already at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash book. Remember, there's no opt-in for that at all. You can come and get all of these uh, resources completely free of charge. No, uh, no strings attached. So for now, just start thinking about your ideal clients in the context of frustrations, wants, fears and aspirations. And I'll go through a bit of a generic example um, so you can see what these are. So somebody's pains and frustrations could be referrals dropping month on month, competition opening up and eating up local market share, new client flow is sporadic and it's not consistent. Now we can transfer those into goals and wants. So not having to rely on referrals and have control over client acquisition is a goal and a want. Becoming a recognized expert in their, uh, in your community and having a predictable business development system that brings in 30 plus new client opportunities to, per month, their goals and wants. What about fears and consequences? Well, the fears and consequences, if you don't solve this problem, is slowly seeing client numbers dropping along with revenue. Having to downsize the business and maybe laying off staff or even worse, closing the business and having to go uh, and find a job. Dreams and aspirations of this particular individual or business could be they have dreams and aspirations of hiring a new team and scaling, spending less time working in the business and enjoying its success. Maybe their big aspiration is to one day exit the business for a big payday. So doing all this work, it allows you to start thinking about how you would describe your single best client. Because once you've built up an understanding of your ideal client, what you really want to do is bring them to life as if they were a real human being. Because they are one. Every single person that you serve is a human being. You know, I don't think that there's ever, you know, there is a, a real thing like audience. Audiences are not numbers, they're people, they're human beings. Clicks are not numbers, they're human beings. And so that is why I like to focus on the personal aspect of this. Now, when you're thinking about this way that you describe an ideal client, it could be an existing client that you have already, or it could be one that you would love to work with. Again, the workbook and the action steps of this golden rule will help you to flesh this out because ultimately you want to be able to have a description and a story of your ideal client so that it's absolutely crystal clear to you and everyone in your business and your ideal client. Now, by the way, look, I'm going to go through an example in a minute and I'm not doing this because I'm saying that you have to go out and do this in this detail straight away, but it will give you an idea of the clarity that you're ultimately after, right? So I'm going to give you an example of the description of my ideal client. Okay. So I help Mike, right? Who is a 45 year old man. He's married with two kids under the age of 12. He runs a successful B2B service business with revenues of five to 15 million pounds a year. Now Mike's business has been established for a number of years and has an amazing track record of providing a great service that his clients highly value with the results to prove it. But he's realized that what he's done to achieve this success, the hustle, generating referrals, networking, all that kind of thing, it's just not working to get the business to the next level. Now Mike often says things like, we're good in front of prospects and we win clients when we talk to them, but we're just not talking to enough of them to reach our goal. Now, it's a problem because he doesn't have a way of consistently filling the top of his pipeline and initiating that very first conversation through his marketing, which is why he's struggling to generate enough demand and quality sales opportunities to grow. 
And he knows that in order to reach that next level, he needs to do something different. But with so much information and conflicting advice out there about the next secret or hack or silver bullet tactic, channel or tool that is promising to be the answer that he so desperately want, he's totally, totally overwhelmed. Especially as he's already invested in a few of these with some fairly poor results, making him more and more skeptical about marketing. Which means Mike needs a proven strategy and process to scale and systemize his business development, networking and lead generation efforts while still being able to prioritize relationships and take a long-term approach and sustainable approach to his business growth. Now, despite being burned a few times, Mike is willing to invest in the required services and outsourced help as needed to reach his revenue goals. And as his typical sales cycle is three to six months, he knows that when he does, it's not realistic to expect to land a client in 30 days, though it could happen if all the stars aligned. Not only that, Mike invests in himself, he's coachable and he's willing to put in the hard work to make his business successful. And he also wants to free up time to spend more of that time with his family, with his young family, and he's even thinking now about how he can ultimately exit the business. So I'm hoping that you see the level of understanding here, the depth, right? When I know Mike and his problems in such a way, I almost know Mike better than he knows himself. It makes it so much easier to create marketing assets, write copy, or start a non-salesy conversation about the thing that I do when I reach out to someone like Mike. Now, this kind of clarity allows you to think like the fish, not the fisherman. So you can build your business and future growth around a specific type of client that you absolutely love working with. And it allows you to communicate in their language so you lead with what matters to them so they pay attention. Now, this is why this is foundational and absolutely key to success. As I said at the beginning of this chapter, it may not be sexy. It is hard work to develop this understanding. Now, going into the depth of what I've just gone through there, as I've said, you don't have to get there straight away. It's something to move to. and it. But it really does. It makes everything else significantly easier. So let me quickly take you through the action steps of this golden rule, and then you can go and get the... Um, the actual workbooks and the templates that you will need to uh, to put them into action from the uh, written guide at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash free book. So the action steps are grab your copy of my ideal client template and get to work. This is the full version and I warn you, it will ask you to go into a lot of depth or for those of you that aren't quite ready to go into this level of depth and you want a simple version just to be able to identify your ideal client's problems, wants, fears and aspirations, there is a link to a light version of the workbook as well. And you can also use the one page growth roadmap workbook from golden rule number one for this if you'd like, if you actually found that you like that a little bit better after going through the previous action steps. That's golden rule number two. Let's move on to golden rule number three. Thank you ever so much for listening today. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there you could be listening to. You've chosen this one. And for that, I am truly, truly grateful. If you're a first time listener or a, or a long time listener and you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do because you'll get updated of the latest episodes every time they come out. And if again, you are enjoying it, I'd really, really appreciate a honest rating review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one personally, and they do really mean the world to me. And yes, they help others find the show. If you're able to do that, again, I massively, massively appreciate it. But until next time, happy fishing.